And here we are on another fine Monday morning, ready to chat about the things we've done and the things we're doing. You know, anybody that's upset that it's Monday, you're, you're doing it wrong because Mondays are great. It's the, uh, the brand new start of the day and everything's wonderful. Everything's just fine. I'm with you on that. I love Mondays. I get to come back to work and do my thing and make things happen and make things for people to enjoy and to watch. And I get to record this podcast with you, which is frankly a really nice way to start off the week. It's super fun. And I'm glad this is probably the most consistent I've been in a while <laughs> doing this <laughs> podcast with somebody. You know, It's good. It is good. It is good. Hey, I have to do a quick shout out to someone whose name I don't know, but I was at the F64 conference last weekend and, and we'll talk about that a bit. But while I was there, I ran into two people, get this, Sean, two people who listened to the podcast, which I <gasps> like both of them were there. It's kind of cool. We have two listeners. We have two listeners. And one of them said to me, this is, you will so appreciate this. One of them said that he was listening in the car with his 17 year old daughter and when our ad came on, she actually said that that was kind of funny. We got nice. a nod of humor from a 17-year-old. Oh, That's man. kind of impressive. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post about that. I might, I might even tweet it. That is, uh, yeah, I was, I was impressed. I was like, wow. Well, well thank you doing... to whoever's listening in the, uh, in the car, and, and uh, that's awesome. I love it. I was very impressed. Very impressed. Sweet. So what have you been up to this weekend? Uh, so, well, yeah, my wife has been out of town and it's, uh, it's proved challenging to have a four and a half year old and an eight year old and keep them occupied. Uh, luckily I have my mother in love here to kind of help out with that, which has been, you know, been nice, but uh, I'm looking forward to my wife coming back. I don't know how the heck she does it. I can understand. Well, yeah, she works full time as well. Yeah. Yeah. She works full time and, and, uh, you know, boy, these guys are awesome i love them yes the un, the unsung heroes of the universe yes. <laughs> right exactly absolutely yeah absolutely. how about you well i was at the conference at the f64 and f64. for anyone who f64 it's a nod to an old um ansel adams thing but ah. it, basically what it is for those who don't know and i know i didn't really talk about it much. i think i mentioned it once or twice in the podcast probably should have promoted it a little bit more but it's, it's very much a local thing down in corona california it's a one-day workshop um, I think it was only $150 to attend. And what you had in that one-day workshop was two sessions, a morning and an afternoon session. And you could choose from, I'm going to say about 10, give or take, instructors, each obviously teaching a different topic, and each session being three or three and a half hours long. So quite lengthy. So you could really go go deep on whatever the topic was. And the majority of topics were still photography. It could have been lighting, posing, things like that. Um, I did a video course. I was the only one doing video. And I had a introduction to video, just absolute basics of video for the morning and then a more advanced one in the afternoon. And it was uh, it was really fun. The The morning group, we spent pretty much the entire time just sitting around a table talking because, as you well know, there is plenty of theory to go into shooting and right. talking about talking about sound. Or that was a big topic was sound. People, it's, you know, it's just one of those big mysteries, I think, for people moving into yeah. video from photography because obviously we yeah. don't have to deal with sound at all in still photography. And um, so we talked a lot about that and people really enjoyed it. And I think the real telltale sign that people really enjoyed it was, so you, like I said, you could sign up for a morning and an afternoon. I had, I think originally out of the morning group, two of the people had signed up for both morning and afternoon. But when it came around to the afternoon group, every single person except for one from the morning group decided to take the afternoon class as well, even if they had already signed up for something else instead. Wow. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. That That's a fun. good compliment. 
Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. In the afternoon one, it was fun. We got into, you know, one of the things I taught, I talked about, I should say, in the morning session was when you're first making that transition, don't try to get all fancy with camera movement, right? Camera movement is hard. And when right. you're coming over from still photography, you're like, oh, everything's moving. Then I have to move the camera. And you start trying to do handheld camera moves that just don't look good because you really don't nope. know what you're doing. And so you should probably start by locking off the camera and then slowly introduce very simple movements until you get better and better at it. Right. Right. And I so mean, then well, there's it, that balance, right? There's the balance of like, it's so shaky. It looks like you're watching born identity and that's on purpose. But then there's other things. It's like, okay, this looks like somebody's running full tilt <laughs> through, through <laughs> a field and I want, I'm going to throw up right now. So, right. Yeah. Right. And when you're new to it, it's finding the good movement is really hard to do. Um, it just right. takes practice. And there's, and the point is, my point is to them that you want, you need to get good at so many different things. Movement can come later. Worry yeah. about things like audio, worry about things like, you know, hopefully you're already good at composition and lighting and stuff like that. Cause you're right. coming over from photography, but it is different in video. And one of the things I pointed out was that because there's so many things to deal with in video, that it's very easy to forget and neglect things that you used to be really good at in photography. Like how many, mm -hmm. how many amateur video shots have you seen where the background is completely distracting, blown out or otherwise just horrific. And it's because the they forgot to look at the background. Whereas when they're doing still photography, they were very focused on the background because there right, weren't that many right. things to deal with. So, so anyway, so that was part of the discussion. But then for the afternoon session, I brought down a bunch of toys to move. I brought down my gimbal. I brought down my little mini slider and I brought down the wireless cam. And so we set each one of those up, played with them. And the wire cam, of course, is a lot of fun. We, we had a lot oh, of fun man. with that. Oh, man. That thing's a blast. Yeah, we it haven't really played is. enough for that thing, that's for sure. You know, all I'll have to do is, is, for those who haven't seen it, I'll put in the show notes the link to the video that you and I did on that wire cam. Because that thing, yeah. that was fun. That was a good video. Man, when you when you ratchet that sucker up to its full tilt, man. Oh, it, my God. <laughs> it's I actually scary, slammed actually. my camera into the tree because I was not paying attention. And I tried to, <laughs> you know, it's kind of showing off. And I hadn't done it in a while. Sure. And I cranked it up to full speed. And it hit the brake. But, you know, the brake doesn't stop. <laughs> it's like, oops. Yeah, exactly. That thing goes super fast. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll show you. I got to see that video. That's fun. Yeah, yeah that was a good one. So, uh, so, yeah, cool. so good my... response from people. They were, they were into it and, and you're right. There is so much to do from photography that, you know, when you, uh, when you switch over and just the whole, I mean, obviously sound is a big deal. And that I had such a challenge with that when I first started shooting with my 7D, I wasn't able to listen to the audio. So I had to use a separate recorder. And I think I was using the zoom H4N mm -hmm which is like 200 bucks. And, you know, you got a couple different, you can actually record with the, the microphones and then you record the, the wireless labs in there. But just, I mean, I, that, well, that's the reason I don't do weddings anymore. I lost audio three times. So three strikes Ooh, you're out. So I'm actually yeah. not allowed to do weddings. <laughs> I, uh, Band I will be, I'll California. use my video union card for, for if I, if I get caught again. So, um, <laughs> yeah, audio is a big deal. So what do you guys discuss about that? We went through, all the different, right, all, many of the common different microphone options, uh, starting with the on-camera audio and why it's not any good and why you want to not do that. And then to on-camera shotguns and booms and lavaliers and wireless versus wired and, um, and then tabletop mics a little bit, but obviously that's not really for video, but still discuss the, their use in the, in the world of audio. And yeah, that was kind of, it, it was a lot of discussion about how you do it, uh, why this one is better than the other, where one is better than another for a certain type of shoot and so on and so on. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I would say I'm still trying to figure out, but I, anymore, what I do is I'm going lavalier directly into the camera. And what I like about the black magic is that I can actually record uh lavalier in and then i can actually record if i wanted to put a shotgun mic up on top or the actual microphones are pretty great on the well great considering that it's on the camera but sure. i can get a, a scratch audio decent scratch audio with just that so i don't have to have an extra thing on top of the camera so mm -hmm. i'm getting you know two two separate levels which is nice that i can play with and then i'll throw up uh i have a little h1 What's it called? Uh, H one N, and I'll just kind of put that near the person. So I've got you know some backup, and I've had right. to actually use that backup more times than I'd like to admit. So <laughs> I recommend anybody out there if you're doing this, get three separate audio inputs or something because you're going to need <laughs> at some point. I promise you. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I will say that uh, uh, having backups is definitely a a good idea for sure. Yeah, Indeed. you know, there's a tip, a, a video that I just I tweeted this morning, but I'm looking at my tweet and I realized somehow the link to the video is not here. So I'm going to delete this tweet right now. Um, but there was a Instagram video put out by Deity Microphone. Do you watch? Have you ever watched their videos? Uh, I don't think so. I think uh, maybe a couple. I've seen some some comparison videos with their their microphones. I guess they're pretty great for the price. Yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, but they've been doing a bunch of education on Instagram TV on IGTV and mm -hmm. they're a lot of really fun and interesting stuff. They've been doing a whole bunch on Foley, which I could just watch that stuff all day long. It's just incredible to watch, but they just released a video this morning or recently that was about kind of four tips for getting started in audio production and in the world of audio. And they're all very, very good. But one of the things that I seems so obvious, but I had never really occurred to me before and i'll share it here as a a teaser so that everybody goes and watches the actual video which i will once again link to in the show notes um the, you know you've got your wireless labs right and you there's a range there's a maximum range that you can put them and of course you can have interference between them and there's all kinds of issues with using wireless and so the closer you can get the receiver to the transmitter the better and right. And that's, you know, well, that's obvious, right? But sometimes the camera has to be farther away. Or sometimes if you're recording audio into a separate pack, the audio guy, the whoever's sitting there with the audio recorder and the receivers needs to be farther away than they should be because right. whatever, because of the set and so on. And so their, mm -hmm. their tip, their point was put the receiver as close to the subject as you can just on a you know cardboard box on the ground or something, obviously out of sight, but as close as possible, and then just run a long cable from the receiver to your recording pack, uh, which could even be in a different room. And you're thinking, right? That is so stupidly obvious, but it never occurred to God, me. So that time that I was in the trunk of a car driving down the road, <laughs> I didn't have to be in the trunk. I could have been. Well, hmm, let me see. Maybe I could have well, been on the hood. Well, if you were driving, you'd need a pretty special cable to be able to drive <laughs> yeah, and have that thing yeah, trailing exactly. out the back of the car. But yeah, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> maybe maybe but, that uh, time you needed hey, to be in the trunk. But but hey, the receiver could have say. not been in the trunk. The receiver could have been, you know, on the dashboard or in the, right. between the seats or somewhere closer to them if, uh, if that had been a problem. And just running a wire into the trunk where you were comfortably seated like a uh, mob stooge. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was comfortable. <laughs> I gotta say <laughs> it was, uh, it was very loud and very, uh, you know, I got a little claustrophobia that comes up for me sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's dedication for the shot and there's also, uh, I'm going to need therapy after this. <laughs> so 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I hear you. Run a cable. There it is. Run a cable. It's so simple. So I'll link to the video in the show notes for, for the rest of them because it, it was it's a really good, solid video. And I've really been enjoying the Deity, Mar- Deity Microphones videos. They've been putting out some good education and they're fun. Um, the chap doing them is definitely good at what he does and it's entertaining to watch. So I encourage yeah. everybody to give them a follow on Instagram and, uh, and check out those videos. Very cool. I love it. And I'll also well, put the talking... link to the F64 Live website down below. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. this year's conference. Troubles? No, no. Yeah, no, oh. it sounds good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was agreeing I'd say you. we'll edit that out, but we really can't the way we produce these things. So yeah, I'll put the F64 nope. website down below. It's just F64live.com. But obviously this year's event is over and I seriously doubt that they have any info up about next year's event. But you can bookmark it and I don't know if there's a newsletter or anything, but you can certainly follow them on the socials so yeah. you know when it's happening next year. Hey, why don't, we cool. take a, uh, why don't we take a short break and we can run that ad that made that 17-year-old giggle profusely and thought that we were actually <laughs> mildly humorous. That sounds good. Yeah, if it's that one that they're hearing, I agree. Let's do that. Did you see, Sean, the video that I released last week that was a compilation of a couple of 15-year-old videos of me on stage for Apple. I did. And I didn't recognize you. I was like, who is that person with hair, <laughs> that wavy locks that were so luxurious? <laughs> is that yeah. what those were? Yeah. Yeah. Different era, different me. I, you know, it was, uh, I it have was, to tell you, watching that was, it made me incredibly uncomfortable. And here's why. Not that, not that. Wow. That's not the reaction that I wanted. (laughs) No, I was just thinking the fact I even put it on the, on the video, you had your back to the audience and you're facing the computer and the big screen above you. And you like, that had to be terrifying to, to have your back to the audience. Now, you know, that's not a good idea, by the way. And I think they've switched things to where now the computers, the back of the computers facing the audience. So you can look up and connect with the audience but you would have to turn around. Right. So yeah, I recommend everybody watching that and oh man, painful, but you did such a good job. <laughs> I have to tell you that. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. So for those who haven't seen it again, obviously we'll link to this in the show notes, but there was a, uh, I found on Twitter some, well, I mean on YouTube, um, a friend of mine, an old colleague had found one of them and forwarded it to me. And then I started digging around and found another, but there are videos from 15 years ago from, um, 2005 is that what i said it was 2004 2004 and one of them was from the apple expo paris keynote and i was on stage with phil schiller and did a presentation that was like a four or five minute presentation on apple's motion and that was the year that it was released and that's the one that sean's talking about where my back was to the audience for the actual demo i don't know why it was set up that way these days when you watch the apple keynotes they are sideways so that the audience usually sees you know, the person doing the demo is facing the screen, but then can turn right, degrees to right. face the audience. And so th- I, I have no idea why it was set Oof, up that way. It just was brutal. But then the the longer one that's on there is a I think a fifteen minute long, also a motion demo from NAB of that same year. And that was again that was the year that we launched Motion. And so I was up on stage doing the first big public demos of that. And that's a much more in depth demo and that's one where it's a you know it's a huge stage it's a huge screen behind me and i'm go- going back and forth walking from behind the computer screen up yeah, to the audience yeah, that was great back and forth very and that well, was very well done it was fun thank you yeah those were man, the, those were fun and those were great days to be doing demos um standing up in front of all them people and you know my whole job as a demo artist was to get people interested and excited enough about the product to get out of the seat and move into the booth to 
ask more questions. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of the video, the first section when you're when you're back to everybody, is when <laughs> when you announced uh, you you drop the sunglasses on and then you uh, drop the opacity and you got this huge applause. Everybody's like, "Yay!" <laughs> drop opacity <laughs> on something. I'm like, man, we are so back in the day. It's like all these amazing tools. These uh, <laughs> that was my favorite part. Great place to get an applause. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the simple, it's the little things, you know? And that really tells you what at the time was not necessarily right. easy or even right. possible. Yeah. And yeah, it was a, it was yeah. cool. It was a fun little piece of software. So, uh, so that was in the past. You've got something you want to talk about that's coming up in the future, a little rumor. Right. That you yeah. You know, I always talk about DJI and it seems like every single week they come out with something different. But this week I want to talk about GoPro, who has been you know, kind of the, the big dog in the, in the action cam, uh, genre for, for some time. And they're about to release their eighth version of their camera. Now I haven't bought a GoPro in some time. What do you have? You have the black six, seven, seven. seven. Yeah. I got it last year. I guess it'd be beginning of this right, year. They, yeah. It was beginning of, or maybe end of last year. Anyway, I got it. Before yeah. It and so they introduced the, um, uh, so you can shake it around. And so it's image stabilization, which is a brand new thing. Of course, DJI answered them with their own version with a screen on the front and everything. So you can actually check out your selfies. <coughs> so what I think is interesting is that GoPro is coming out with a modular system. It looks like, so you can actually, it has a hot shoe connector on the top that you can attach a screen that of course you will have to buy separately and you can actually attach a little light <laughs> on top and it looks like it's got a microphone um, attached. Well, it's actually incorporated into it. So it's going to get better audio. Cause that's one thing if you ever watch um, actually one of my favorite channels to watch is a guy that dives down and, and finds things underwater. And all you hear is the blub, blub, hmm. blub of the bubbles in the GoPro. And it tends to get annoying. Um, and then also when you're capturing wind and stuff. So hopefully that that'll be something that, uh, they're worked on. They've worked on is the, uh, the noise reduction in this, but this, this thing looks pretty darn amazing. And the fact that you can shoot what they're saying, the specs are 4k, 120 frames a second. And then HD up to 480 Whoa. frames a second slow motion. That's pretty cool. Good. Because nothing says sports that photography and video like slow motion. So very, very cool. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be, I, I mean, this is, of course, a rumor. So we'll, we'll see, see what happens. But yeah. if that actually comes well, out, that's pretty funny. Impressive. The rumor is, you know, here, I mean, the almost the full list of specs are out and the camera's not out. So how does mm -hmm. that happen? Leaks, man. I mean, it's, it, the leaks are bad. It's really hard these days to keep a secret, yeah. I think, because not only are there so many people involved in the supply chain, you've it's just so easy to get information out, whether you're taking a, a picture on your cell phone of some spec sheet or or whatever. I mean, any number of reasons, any number of well, ways I, people get information out. I remember out. when the iPhone 4 was going to come out. And before that, it was the 3 and it kind of had the concave back and, you know, it fit well in your hand, but it couldn't lay on the table. And so this new phone was found in a bar down in, I think, Palo Alto <laughs> or somewhere. And it was mm -hmm. like the first real, oh man, this is the new phone which arguably my favorite iPhone of all, all of them. But that, that was the biggest leak I think I remember happening. And people paid a lot of money to get pictures of that, to show the world, hey, this is a new right. phone coming out. Apple even sent 
you know, men in black to go retrieve it. And so that was a crazy yep. thing. I think there was people that were in a lot of trouble, but that really, for me, kind of oh, brought yes. my attention to the whole leaking aspect of things and, and what the value of that is. So now you've got people working at Foxconn sneaking out the schematics and blueprints and actual, you know, pieces of the back of the new phone. I mean, we've known about the three camera square back thing on the new iPhone for months now. So mm-hmm. I guess there's such value in, in trying to get that out there that, that people are risking their jobs and, you know, prison time <laughs> to, to leak stuff. So on one hand, it's cool, but also it's neat to like be surprised for once, you know, it's like. It, it is, it is neat to be surprised. And you know, when I first started working at Apple, so this is 2001, um, the part of the orientation was a meeting with Apple security and it was not a meeting with goons dressed in black um, with baseball bats telling you not to leak stories. It was a very really enlightening conversation about why we don't want to leak and how when so going back in time quite a bit before that when there was a major product launch apple was very good at apple's always been good at marketing right but apple is very good at getting the information in out in the right order out to the monthly publications the weeklies and the dailies so that on the day of the product announcement there was a media blitz and there was all the publications, the dailies, the weeklies, and the monthlies all came out with everything. There was a massive media blitz on whatever the new product was. And that was the way they did things. But then somewhere along the way, someone figured out that if you don't do that, if you keep it a complete secret from everybody, then on the day that it launches, everybody writes about it. But that means that the dailies have it out the next day, the weeklies have it out the next week, the monthlies have it out the next month, and now you've got a whole month of coverage instead of a day of coverage. Now, obviously, times are different now because everything's on social media, everything's electronic, everything's basically instant no matter what. But we're talking almost 20 right. years ago. And the the idea there was keep it a secret so that it gets that nice media m- month-long marketing blitz that is you know basically free marketing. Right. And they went in to talk about how, as an employee, there's serious pride in a new product being launched that even if you weren't personally involved with, it's something that your, your coworkers did. And to be able to, to see that come out as a surprise and get the public's reaction is really, really cool. And when things get leaked, you're really stealing that thunder away. And it's just totally unfair and not cool to your fellow employee. And that was the basic message of it. And it really resonated. Yeah. And everyone in the room is like, yeah, man, that makes sense. You know, don't don't leak the secrets because we want to be a part of this big right, surprise. Right. And now the but that doesn't seem to the be the original case iPhone. There, there was talk of it, right? There was like like murmurs, not rumors, but murmurs of this this thing that that could be. And I remember Steve yeah. Jobs doing the whole one more thing and brought that out and was just like, oh my god, what the heck? That was so cool. That presentation was one of the best keynotes of all yeah. time. And that was the one where Steve is up there and he says, we're coming out with three new products today, an internet communicator, an iPod, and an iPhone, yeah. and a phone. And it was this rotating slide. And he says it again, an internet communicator, I think he said a touchscreen iPod, right. and a phone. And then he goes again, an internet communicator, <laughs> and you can see the audience start to laugh and he goes, you're getting it, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> These are all one device, and the audience is just like, "Oh that was my epic. god!" Epic. And it was, it was. I was in, I was not in the keynote hall. I was at the MacWorld booth where it was being simulcast. So I was in a room with um, all Apple employees when that was announced. And I mean, it was like 
it was tears and chills and it was just an epic thing because that's something that was such a big secret that if you were not directly involved you didn't know so even though i was an employee and had been there for a while i had absolutely no clue oh, that, man. This was, that this was coming out that was amazing and and so i i really appreciate those days when we could be surprised and so in these days it's as i mean any phones and i i feel like we kind of got stagnant on the whole phone design too like something needs to really happen and i i would love to be surprised by a new like a new thing that i didn't know i needed and that's what i loved about apple back in the day is always producing things that i didn't realize i needed until i was shown look you need this to play your music right you're right. I don't need to buy CDs anymore. I just need to buy a song because <laughs> that's why I'm buying the CD for anyway. That one song, it's like the fifth right. one in the, you know, in the rotation, not, or, you know, tapes. I remember tapes trying to get to your song. So, I mean, the, <laughs> I, um, I don't like the leaks. I like to know, but I'm the kind of guy that I want like Christmas day. I want to open and be surprised. Not, you know, right. Dig I for love my the stuff. surprise. Yeah. Yep. It's like when we watch the the Apple keynotes now, the WWDC keynotes, which we tried to do a, a simulcast MST3K style commentary on this year, but we had technical issues and couldn't do it. So we'll definitely right. be trying that again. But when those come out, the couple of days before, there are so many rumors. And I really try hard not to read them because I, I don't right. want to know. I love the surprise. Well, then you get your expectations like, yeah. okay, so they're going to produce this. This will be great. I hope they do this with it instead of like, okay, so this is their choices right. that they've made. And this is what we're going to get to use for the next year. You know, so I think the the Apple Watch has been pretty under wraps. I haven't seen anything about that. I've got the fourth version. I think they're talking about there's going to be a fifth version. Um, I think I've seen a couple little things, but I haven't really seen that much. So I'm hoping that I don't mm. come across. And that's the other thing too, not only leaks for technology, but geez, if you watch a TV show and you haven't caught up on the final, the next episode or the final episode, you have to stay away from social media because people have to talk oh, about right. it and they think we'll they're being subtle, but they're not. Yeah. So man, it's, right. You know, right. <laughs> it's a tough it was like Game of Thrones. I mean, you had to watch the final episode of Game of Thrones the day it came out because there's no way you were going to avoid hearing what happened yeah, the following and, and day. Yeah, and all the, uh, the uproar in that. And then, of course, George R. R. Martin just said in an interview that uh, season eight was not good for him. So I don't know if that means that oh, really? he's trying to write the you – know, <laughs> he's still writing the end of the series. He's got a couple more books to do, and he's taking a sweet time. Um well, he's taking the time that he needs, I guess, is what uh, like a wizard would say. There you um, go. But he he <laughs> was like, yeah, the ending of that's not going to change what I do in the books. So I think I'm going to have to buy the audiobook version and and uh, hopefully that'll be better in my personal opinion. But I digress. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, but the, you're right. Going back to the whole problem with leaks, it is a bummer. And it's, I think the only reason that it is happening so much outside of the technical ability for it to happen is because there's yeah. money in it. Companies, publications know that if they post something about rumors on or leak of the next big whatever product, that people will read the articles. And people reading the articles means advertising dollars. Well, and people that do the the phone cases, those are the first people that get to see, you know, the schematics and... How dangerous, sure. I mean, isn't there NDAs that they have to sign? I, I mean, they're some of the first people that go, hey, check out the new, you know, this is the case we're making for the new iPhone, whatever. Um, and so how does that work? I don't understand how they're not sued the pants off, but, uh, you know, I guess there's enough money in it that yeah. they can do it. I don't know. 
It must be. And there's, there's clearly a lot of money involved or else people yeah. wouldn't be doing it. You know what I would love? I would love somebody to call in uh, and leave us a voice message of what they think is the purpose or at least their, their feelings about um, leaks and stuff like that, or any other topic that they might want to talk about. Maybe something we've discussed in previous shows or something that you might want to actually want us to talk about in future shows. You can actually go on the Anchor app and leave a message for us and we can actually play it in our next podcast. That is such a great suggestion, Sean. You know, you don't even have to use the Anchor app. You can just go to anchor.fm slash photojoseph and there's a button right there that says record your message. And I think it just works right through Perfect. the web browser. And, um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm talking to you, Ben. You know who you are. You know that you want to leave a message. Yes, you do, Ben. We want to hear from you. <laughs> or anybody else. Let's, it'd be super fun right, and include you into our, uh, our podcast. Come on. Yeah, even if your name's not Ben, you can mm -hmm. still leave a message for us. We'd love to hear from you. All right, man. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, where can people learn more about well, you? Well, you know, I have been working on this YouTube channel called Popcorn versus Candy. I would love for people to go and check that out. I am doing trailer reaction Ooh, is videos. That getting, getting What's rolling that? now? Is that yeah, I have. Now? I as of the recording of this podcast, I have exactly seventeen subscribers, up from zero three weeks ago, which is I feel pretty good. Um, I've hit my milestone of a thousand views, and next I'm shooting nice. for two hundred and forty thousand minutes. I think I have uh, two hundred and thirty-eight thousand nine hundred something. Yeah, I have a lot to go, oh. but uh, <laughs> looking forward to monetizing. Hey, oh, but, uh, I, awesome. I would love some hey feedback and, uh, some interaction over there, popcorn versus candy. And, uh, yeah, to do that. It'd be fun. Very cool. Well, everybody needs to go subscribe to that. Absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well for anybody who's, who's having a hard time finding it. Love we'll just it. link to it in the notes. And uh, for me, of course, you can find me absolutely everywhere as Photo Joseph on the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram, and most importantly, the YouTube. Head over to youtube.com slash Photo Joseph. Make sure you subscribe and we'll see you over there. Bye-bye. Yeah.